0: everyone, welcome to Big Blend Radio. Today we're super excited to have Scott Holt, the lead vocalist and guitarist of the classic rock band Foghat, join us on the show today. They have a new album coming out November 10th, 2023. Go to Foghat.com right now to pre-order. It is called Sonic Mojo. It's the best title for this album. It is a little bit of everything. Um, Actually, what you heard of Foghat in the past, you'll get some surprises on this album now. But at the same time, it still has that elevation sound. It's the boogie. It's got the boogie in there. So welcome to the show, Scott. How are you?
1: I'm good, Lisa. How are you?
0: Good, good. But you know what I mean, man. you got the elevation in the music. Every song, you still got to lift, 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 get us up there, get that boogie going.
1: That's our job. That's our job. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm excited to talk with you because you've got an interesting career as most of the members of the band, all the members of the band and... uh, so you you got is it your start with buddy guy like one of my heroes like how dare you <laughs> yeah yeah
1: <He's> my hero <laughs> seriously too.
0: dude uh, seriously yeah, I, got,
1: I joined his band uh, in 1989 and was with him for 10 a little over 10 years I, I left in 2000
0: wow wow man just before one of my favorite albums too sweet tea which one oh yeah sweet
1: tea i love that record
0: it's a good record and and so like it, You kind of got your chops going with him or like give us a little background to your start in in guitar and also vocals
1: well i'd been playing guitar when i met buddy i'd been playing guitar for about six months and um (laughs) yeah and i met him and uh we he gave me a guitar lesson we got to be got to know each other and about a year after we met um he invited me to join his band and so uh i said yes immediately and he told me to go get a passport and that was it. I just, I got on the road with him and learned everything I, I could from him.
0: How did you even get a guitar lesson with a Buddy Guy? Like, seriously, all of us are sitting there going, I want a lesson. He, I well, heard he's retiring after this tour this year. I want a lesson.
1: <laughs> he was probably a little easier to get to back then than he would be now. Um, my dad actually set it up. He, um, he just called him up cold, didn't know him or anything, and just said, oh, my son wants to learn how to play guitar. Uh, could he meet you? and buddy no said sure so he took me to a gig buddy and junior wells were playing a gig in florida and and my dad took me there and and um uh, uh we went backstage and met buddy and and he invited me to his hotel the next day he said come by and I'll, I'll give you a guitar lesson so i went the next day and we sat in his hotel room for about four hours and he just showed me stuff and told me about little walter and Sonny boy and mm. and uh you know, I I I left there knowing that that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So I've been I've been really impressed yeah. since then.
0: Well, I mean, you got you got to hear. I mean, do you listen to your guitar work? It's badass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I try not to listen to it too much. I only hear the mistakes. So.
0: Oh man, I know it's net wild how we all are as human beings. Like we don't want to hear like yeah, it's it's. But your your guitar. I mean, the band is really super tight. Yeah, and it's uh, tell. Band. I mean, foghead Hat is like, really, you, you think of like slow drive, you know, when I think about slow ride, just driving, you know, we travel full time. So we're on a permanent road trip across right. America with what we do. And how do you not listen to slow ride as you're driving? And I mean, it just takes you back. And at the same time, it's like one of those building songs. Again, that elevation music, yeah. the yeah. levitation. It's more than That's elevation, it. it's levitation. And um, so going on to the album now, you've got driving on and that to me is like this like the it's like part two from the two yeah do you know what it's, i mean
1: it's a it's a nice synergy i mean that particular song was written by kim simmons so you've Aww. got the full circle you've got you've got the from savoy brown the the birthplace of foghat all the way through these years and it's and it's come kind of full circle with kim writing that song for
0: us oh wow because we had uh pat and garnett on the show Last year, right after Kim had passed, with yeah. and they had, you know, uh, put out his album, and it was still really hard to even get through it. It's sad, you know. Right, Kim is right. like an icon, and I don't think people really. I think unless you really know Savoy Brown, it's um, he's like an icon to all of us blues lovers. You know, yeah, he's yeah. an underrated sometimes. I think. I think personally. so
1: too. I agree with that. I think he's very underrated, um, but he was such a such a kind person uh, I got to know him quite a bit um, oh. through, the, through the Foghat camp and uh, he was always so so supportive of me and so complimentary of me and, and just a, a really cool guy to be around and love to play music love to play his guitar you know and that's what he lived for
0: can you give everyone that may not know the connection between Savoy Brown and Foghat a little history on that because it's it's good stuff and and you've got isn't it three of his songs on the album
1: yeah, there's we we put three of them on there. Um and uh the way it the way it all began, you know, Roger would be better to tell the story than me, but Savoy Brown, uh Roger played drums in Savoy Brown and uh Lonesome Dave was the uh singer and guitarist. And then they decided to, to break off and form Foghat, Hat. So they got Rod Price and Tony Stevens, and they became Fog Hat in like seventy one, I think. And um from there they i mean wow. roger and kim stayed friends throughout all the years and and so when we got ready to do this record uh we asked him if he would write us some, a song and play on it and uh he said sure so he wrote us four songs and 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 but he didn't he didn't live to to be able to record with us which was but but we're yeah. glad we were able to put the songs on the record
0: yeah now how did you get in touch with everybody in Foghat? how did that happen
1: that was another kind of weird thing um a friend of a mutual friend of ours they were looking for uh an understudy for their lead singer in case he couldn't do a gig or something you know if they, if he needed to bow out for some reason so um I met up with them back in twenty sixteen maybe and uh started writing songs with them and and you know we started recording right off the bat and just just hit it off as friends you know I'm Roger and I just clicked immediately. So we started writing songs, and they needed, I think, one one or two more songs for the Under the Influence album. And we ended up writing 17. So um, we had to form another band so that we could put another record out called Earl and the Agitators, <laughs> just because we had all these songs laying around. Uh, and that was a fun project, but it, we, we could never seem to make it work because it was three-fourths of Foghat and me. And the only time we could play live is at Foghat shows. So that meant Roger was doing two shows and and Brian was doing two shows. So we eventually just said, man, we're just going to have to, you know, put this to the side. And then when Charlie decided to retire back in um, uh, 2000, uh, what was it? 21, I think um, he uh, Roger asked me if I'd like to join the band. And I said, yeah. And so I've been here ever since.
0: Wow, and and Roger's brother's pretty famous too. He's got yeah, some claim yeah. To fame.
1: Colin yeah. Colin was in the band Mongo Jerry. And they had uh, they had a big hit with uh, In the Summertime, and and um and he actually wrote a song for this record that uh, Roger brought the lyrics to us um,
0: I love that it. he had
1: for a while, and, and and we we messed with it and turned it into a a song. So
0: that's the one uh, that honors Hank Williams, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's called I Wish. I was I'd just been
0: listening there. to that. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That I mean, goes yeah, country. <laughs> I, I, I know. And I was listening. I was like, whoa. But, you know, in some ways, part of the album kind of gives me a little ZZ Top vibe in there. I don't know why, but it just does.
1: Well, probably because, you know, we, we're drawing from the same sources. You know, the blues is the foundation for everything. So everything everything that that Foghat's ever done comes from the blues and comes from American music. You know, the, all the American art forms, country, jazz, R&B, all those great types of music that we have in this country. Foghats always utilized and accessed forever. And when you talk about ZZ Top and that type of groove, you know, you take that groove all the way back to like John Lee Hooker and Slim yeah, Barbo and people like right. that. So that's kind of what we were channeling is probably the same sources that they use.
0: It's interesting to me listening because it's, you've got the blues and then there's this warmth, yet you've got that chop and the levitation all at mm-hmm. the same time, which I think is Know, hard to achieve, you know, to have that where it doesn't get too technical. It's but you, yeah. There's this balance that is just it. It goes with the soul.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, we we you know our our goal is to to play with integrity and enthusiasm all the time. I mean, we're constantly we love to play. Everyone else loves to play. So every show is like a, a an exciting celebration for us. I always tell the audience. I guarantee you we had more fun tonight than you did. No matter how much fun the audience has, <laughs> we're having more fun.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, it's true. I mean, do you get excited to to just go up and show? Like, oh, I, love it.
1: I love it. I can't wait. In fact, I, I'm sure I drive the band crazy, but about 10 minutes before we go on stage, I'm pacing. I find some place backstage to just pace back and forth. And it's just like this energy just building and building and building. So wow. when we come out, we're, we just explode out of the gate, you know
0: how do you guys keep all your energy? Cause you all different ages, right? All from different backgrounds. How do you keep your energy? Because it's there. Like I was watching, you know, the video for driving on and it's like your energy's there. And, um, how do you do that? Cause you guys are, I was looking at your, your touring schedule. I mean, you're going to the belly up in Solana beats so all my San Diego right. friends. You got to go. It's one right. of my favorite venues. I don't know. It's just like, you can go eat. You can, it's just so cool. I, I love the belly up, but, um, yeah, but uh, you're all over the place. How do you keep up with that energy?
1: Well, I mean, we, you know, we feed off the music and we feed off the audience, you know, and 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 they give us that energy back. Um, everybody in this band's, you know, relatively healthy. <laughs> we take care of ourselves. <laughs> you know? Roger's That's in probably better shape than any of us. You know, he's 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 the energizer bunny of the band. But um. You know, it's just it, music keeps you young. It just makes you, it gives you energy, and and just gives you life. And it's, you know, it's a very powerful force.
0: I think it's cool that Foghat is still rocking. Like, you know, it it to me that is so crucial to keep that torch going. Do you yeah. feel that as as like you know the newer guy on the front, like keeping that torch moving forward?
1: Absolutely. There's the there's a huge responsibility you know, when you when you have a band that's that has a fifty year history. Uh, there's a huge Dang. responsibility to to pay respects and 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 honor that history while moving forward you know if mm-hmm. if it was if we were just playing the old foghat hits um it would be a different kind of band it would be a different kind of show but because it's an active band with with you know we write new songs we we play new songs and we play them with the same energy and the same integrity as we play slow rider we play i just want to make love to you and and that's I think that's one of the things that makes Foghat unique uh, mm. in their their era of bands is that they're they, they've never stopped you know it's it's just it's keep progressing yeah exactly
0: but it's even interesting like Sonic Mojo you've got other songs like from Chuck Berry on there so you've mm-hmm. got your new and at the same time you're going. We're we're pulling in from the past too. We want people to still hear these, these tracks. Right. And I think that's, that's kind of, I think Foghat's always kind of done that. I think they've
1: always done that. They've always, I mean, you know, you go back to the first album and you've got a song on there that was written by Willie Dixon and first recorded by Muddy Waters. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they've, they've gone, you know, Maybelline off of one of their records was a Chuck Berry song, you know, right? but they've covered songs from people like um, uh, Rodney Crowell, great country songwriter um so so they've they've drawn from every area either through inspiration or, or covering somebody else's music to to create what has become fog hat you know and this is the mm-hmm. 17th album so it's a it's Bad, a yeah. it's a big catalog
0: now when you're putting the album together how do you know what covers you're gonna put in there aside you know like kim simmons i mean that's his new songs that you guys get to to work with and carry his torch forward and the fog hat you know Uh, Savoy Brown you know relationship which I think is beautiful but like putting Chuck Berry on there you know things like that um who who came up with that one like okay is it it's it's (laughs) kind of a group
1: it's kind of a group thing um everybody suggests stuff um I know Roger you know came up with with a bunch of the the stuff that we that we did you know I had a couple of things laying around that 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 Appealed to everybody, so we had those in there. You know, Brian's always got suggestions. Rodney's always got mm-hmm. suggestions, and we just kind of, as a group, you know, put it together, and 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 we know pretty quick if it's if it's working or not. And mm-hmm. there was a couple of times wh- while we were recording that things just the song that we were working on just wasn't clicking. And and in one in one occasion, we just put it to the side for a couple of days and came back to it and, and figured out a way to do it, and it worked. And another situation we we put it to the side brought it back it still wasn't working we said you know what this isn't worth chasing so um songs are you know they they tell you where they need to be and and when they need to be there so
0: it's kind of like with writers you know who are writing a novel like suddenly <laughs> they think this is what the novel's going to be like and their characters start talking to them in their heads and I'm like you need to see a shrink, man. Yeah, kind <laughs> <It's done laughs> well, of the same way with music too, right? It's, it's like, exactly yeah. the same way. It's
1: exactly, but that's that's the beautiful thing about art is is art reminds you that that um, you know life life isn't what you plan and and steer it and make it happen. Life is all the other stuff that happens you know, while you're trying to get your thing on
0: John Lennon. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Somebody else put it like, uh, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans, you know, (laughs) I love
0: that. I love that. So if
1: you, when, when we start putting a record together, if we walk in the room with a preconceived idea, okay, we're going to make this record. This is how it's going to sound. I guarantee you that's not what's going to come out the other end. It's going to, it's going to be a, a a wild mismatch. Just like this record was, I mean, we didn't, we didn't plan on this record being this way just this how it turned out it's what it is you know
0: that's creativity man i love yeah. that part it's just like cooking you know what i mean it's like yeah, yeah. but other than this oh i didn't know the spice would do that with that one you right. know hey they they became friends we dig it
1: exactly <laughs> you know? exactly yeah. and and if you plan it you won't get that you know
0: that's you really gotta, true
1: you got to dump the yeah. whole box of crayons out and use them all
0: <laughs> yeah I saw someone wrote the other day, like, um, for all you crayon eaters, yes, it's candy corn season. <laughs> corn candy season. <laughs> I'm still I'll thinking about that. And every time I think of that, my teeth want to literally bend. Like, yeah, no. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I love the title Sonic Mojo. I think that is like the coolest. That's even like a band name, the title of the album. Oh, and cool.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I
0: dig that. I think it's perfect. It is well, absolutely perfect.
1: It's definitely perfect for this record, you know. I mean it it's hmm. it's again that we came up with that as as a group and um it was just yeah. uh it's just what it what made sense, what fit for that.
0: Now, are you playing some of the new songs on on tour now? With you guys we at are. all the shows? Sweet. We
1: uh we were we were playing uh, she's a little bit of everything already and then uh we right. released uh Driving On as a single, so we started playing that. Sweet. And we got another single coming out. Um, I'm not sure the, the release date on it, but it's called "I Don't Appreciate You." And and we I still- love
0: that song. Yeah. Oh, you
1: doing good? Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah,
0: I like that one. That's good. I like that. Um, now, when people pre-order, right? So everyone November 10th is like the day, but you can get it now. So yeah. there's all kinds of bundles and special things. But you guys have a CD, which yeah, yep, I still right. have a car with a CD player for that reason, for which you. is sweet. And you got liner notes. <laughs> it got a booklet in it and everything oh yeah right? like, yeah it's it's the full deal Vinyl, you've got isn't it it's purple purple, purple vinyl. vinyl yeah yeah sweet prince would be happy <laughs> he would be
1: he would be i'm excited about that too so
0: oh man so that's limited edition so that's where people need to jump for that one right yeah it, it,
1: it'll be a, a a limited run of the vinyl i'm sure but uh but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I've actually got a test copy that I've been listening to and it just sounds fantastic. So.
0: Man, I'm so glad vinyl's coming back. I think, you know, all the people like Jack White and stuff, whether people like his music or not, I think the fact that he helped vinyl get back on track.
1: Oh yeah. It's huge. Absolutely. You know? absolutely. I actually own a record store uh here in my no hometown, way. Columbia. Yeah. And, um, you know, Jack's just up the road. Third man records is just up in Nashville. And, um, yeah, so we've, we've, we've seen a huge upsurge in, in vinyl sales and, and, you know, our record store is doing great and it's just, it's primarily vinyl. So I'm happy that it's coming back.
0: I am too. I mean, there's just something a warmth of the sound that you you can't get. That's, that's different. It's, it's cool to be able to stream. Like I wish we could have vinyl in the car, but I know like I'm, maybe Elon Musk will figure that one out. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but anyway, (laughs) we won't go there, but.
1: You when know. you're traveling, like like you travel all the time, when I travel, I have a, a hard drive that has my whole yeah. record collection on it, so yeah, I can that's the way. music on the road. But when I'm at home, ninety nine percent of the time, I'm listening to my albums. So
0: yeah, and it's just nice to take them out of the sleeve, sit down, yeah. and actually listen from start to finish. Like I'm mm-hmm. terrible about sa- the names of songs. Because right. I'm just into the album. And then people are like, well, this song, that song. I'm like, I don't know which one it was. I think it was the third or fourth. You know, it's right. just the vibe, you know, yeah. to me, there when when it's like an album is like solidifying a set list that goes out, which right. is a very difficult thing. So to get the flow right and which goes where, what goes on it is like, those are decisions that suddenly you just, once it's done, you have to, you know, you can't go back. It's like yeah. the painting is finished.
1: Exactly. Yeah. The thing about albums that that always appealed to me was, you know, in the old days, um, the set the set of the album was was like a journey. It was like a trip. You know, the, this this song was intended to be number one, and this song was intended to be the last song, and everything in between. And that's kind of how we paced this record. We put it together with the intention that somebody could listen to it from the beginning to the end and and get a, a fuller uh, a journey. Um, I know that, you know, these days with, with MP3s and and all that stuff and streaming that people just pick and choose and and listen, you know, to whatever they want to. And, and this record's good for that too. You can start in the middle and work your way out. You know, it's, it's fine anyway, you want to do it, but, um, it's, it's definitely something that we put together with the intention of you listening to it from front to back.
0: Yeah. That's how I like to listen instead of the, the Spotify shuffle, you know, and they take away certain songs too. When you guys perform live, are you do you use the same set list every place you go or do you change it up by the vibe of the place?
1: Um usually what we do is we get together at the first of the year and um put together a set list that that, you know, we feel like is is indicative of the history of Foghat and where we're headed in the future. And then oh, wow. we pretty much we stay with that set for the for the remainder of the year with, you know, certain exceptions. You know, we've added songs this year throughout the year as we've gone on. Um and and there's sometimes you know when you when somebody requests something and and we'll try to put that in there but uh, um, you know you, it's when you have a catalog as big as Fog hats, you can't play all their songs or else the shows you know 12 hours long um, so you have to kind of make those That's hard right. choices you know <laughs> well yeah it's, it's a, easy <laughs> you I, know you but it, lay down sometimes. <laughs>
0: You know, it's funny because I've heard like our friends, um, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Wild, um, they're, they're the ones sponsoring the show. The, they're the owners and innkeepers of the Lion and the Rose Bed and Breakfast in Asheville, North Carolina. And they go to every concert that they, they're either out watching for wildlife or they're out at a gig somewhere watching music. And they just went to a show. And she said at 10 o'clock, they stopped and it wasn't the band's fault. Like, ordinances 10 o'clock that's it everybody ends are you finding it more and more like that across the country these days that it's kind of like that's
1: it you have those sometimes i mean there's there's curfews in certain places and it depends on the venue and it depends on what we're doing uh and then there's some places where they say just go till you feel like stopping you know so um it that's just you know the part of the the thing about touring is is you're always dealing with different situations you know you got different stages different you know sound equipment and and you just kind of you know you learn to adapt to whatever you're presented with you know cuz the mm. music is the main thing that's we're we're there to play the music so
0: yeah, just do whatever you need to do and and have yeah. a good time with the audience, get that energy cuz that's the thing is the energy. Right. And it's it how did you guys do during COVID where it was like did you guys do any streaming shows or did you just go okay we're going to record a record what what happened during COVID for you guys? Well,
1: during COVID, of course, I wasn't the singer during COVID. Um I had oh, my own right. band at that time. And yeah, we we I did do streaming shows. I mean, there was no there were no gigs. So yeah. um you know, I mentioned my record store earlier. We, we set up in the record store and would live stream a show once a week. And we did that for um, about a year. And, and just wow. every Friday night we were, we were playing and, and it was, it was therapeutic for me. I mean, I, I needed to play and, uh, um, yeah. You know, and it was bizarre, like everybody else experienced bizarreness with the COVID thing. I mean, there was no audience. There was no, you know, you end a song and it's dead silence, you know. and that <laughs>
0: and Here's like I, little a thumbs up coming up on happens. the screen. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Thumbs up. It's just, it's awesome, but it's not the same. I mean, it it's not the same. It had to have been the first time getting out on stage with Foghead. It had to be like, yeah, let's go.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, every time I've, I've played with them, even before I was in the band, when we were just, when I was just sitting in. Uh, the energy level is just intense. You know, you Mm. you get on stage and, and between the four of us, it's such a, such a rush, you know, that uh, it's, it's, it's pretty indescribable actually.
0: Well, you've got an awesome career. I mean, even, you know, starting out with buddy guy and your dad calling up buddy guy, it's like, you know, that's one of those things. Oh, don't, you know, he'll never answer through the phone kind of thing. Right. And right, yeah, maybe yeah. not now, but I mean, those are those, you know, those limiting beliefs we have in our heads of like, don't do this. So you know, we're already making the decision for the other person, which is wrong, actually. Exactly. Right?
1: Exactly. So
0: your dad it, like has such a cool attitude about things. I mean, that's something that's a good lesson for all of us, but any, like, I know you teach as well um, mm-hmm. pointers for those getting out there and thinking, Oh God, music, The music industry is dead. It's too hard being independent. It's this, it's that. And Fogat looks pretty independent to me, which is pretty darn cool. And what, over 50 years, right? So when you think about it, it is possible it's about your mindset and how you do things, right? So any tips? Yeah. Because I mean, you've got to have played with so many amazing musicians over Mm -hmm. your career. Like, just, I mean, even with Buddy Guy, I mean, and I want to wear polka dots for the rest of my life. (laughs) <laughs> you know but yeah any tips for musicians getting started out there
1: yeah you know everything you said's true i mean it is hard and and in some ways the, the music business is absolutely nothing like it was 10 20 years ago mm-hmm. um, or when fog had started or when i started um, and it's constantly changing the thing about music for me anyway is is th- that's all it's been about from the beginning you know my my definition of success isn't how many number one hits I've had or how many gold records or how much money I've made. It's that I've been able to, to play the music that I love and present it to people and they've, they've enjoyed it and and let me know that they liked it. And, and in some pl- ways, I, hopefully that's helped somebody at some point or given somebody some enjoyment or some hope or some, you know, positive vibes or whatever. Um, and if you, if you go into this business, with that intent, you know, with 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 the mindset of I just want to be a great musician. That's my goal. Then you'll be you'll be fine. But, mm-hmm. you know, the sometimes I used to make the joke, the worst thing that can happen to a musician is a steady paycheck. Because you yeah. instantly <laughs> quit being hungry. You know, you're just like, I I, I gotta hold on to this because this is how I'm paying my bills. And, you know, for me, the music business has been a real roller coaster. I mean, I've had I've made bunches of money. I've made no money. I've played the tens of thousands of people and i've played to two people and so it's 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 just up and down and you just you know it's me and my guitar that's that's all i need you know
0: well and playing for two people can be actually pretty cool versus it wasn't no it wasn't cool at all Oh, okay. Well, cool that went out that window, yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes they say, "Oh, the nice intimate audience is what you tell yourself when you're doing it, right?" And then, well, you know, now... if I'm
1: if I'm playing for my <laughs> wife, you know, then yeah, well, playing to one person's cool. But uh, you know, when you <laughs> when you when you know you got to pay a band, <laughs> they're all. Oh yeah, now What's
0: that's not cool. Before?
1: No, would not be cool. But...
0: What is what is the weirdest gig you've ever done? Can you off the top of your head, like
1: the weirdest gig I ever played was uh, a gig that I played in Salt Lake City with my band and uh i you know I'm, i live in tennessee so this was traveling dri- driving out to utah it was part of a tour oh, that man we well we were it was like a two-week tour and um my agent neglected to tell me that the the venue didn't had wanted to cancel the show and he was trying to force the show to happen so we show up they've done no wow. advertising they're a little bit you know hacked at us for even being there we didn't know any of this so we set up and uh start playing to the bartender and he's the only one in there. And, uh, we took a break and we said, you know, what do you, what do you want us to do? And he said, well, you, you got to keep playing until one o'clock or you don't get paid. So we said, okay. So we get back at, on stage and start playing again and he leaves. So we're the only people in there. The band is the only people in there. That's the strangest gig I've ever played in my life. But that I That played- is I played-
0: bizarre. I played that's the like one a rehearsal.
1: It was. It was yeah. exactly like a rehearsal.
0: So that was less than two people. So yeah, yeah. you've gone from zero to ten thousand.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: And, so. and the ten thousand—do you ever get like, oh, dang, that's like ten thousand people nervous at all, or do you just line that kind of nerves out? You know, I, I don't
1: really get nervous. I get excited when we play, but I don't. You know, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not afraid of it i just I, I love it you know the more people yeah. the better i'm you know that's just that's what we do so
0: i think that's your your, your strength too. what you say about being the best musician you can be so <laughs> that when you go out you have that confidence of knowing your stuff if you don't know am i gonna hit this note am i gonna do am, am i am i am i that's like yeah. the death man that's that sucks
1: <laughs> well i'm a firm believer in 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 uh manifestation you know believing and envisioning things and making it happen and and that's kind of you know that's how certainly how i got in this band um you know we 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 were all wanting to work together and it it didn't present itself as a possibility for a long time and then all of a sudden everything just clicked and i believe that's because we we manifested it we wanted it to happen you know
0: oh wow so do they believe that way too the rest of the band kind of that positive I think, so. Did you? I think so
1: well yeah i mean they're all positive there's it's mm, funny it looks this, like this it. band the band and the crew everybody on the road with us you know i've been in situations where it's it's not very pleasant being on the road or somebody's in a bad mood or you know somebody's oh, not a good day or whatever and it's and it's tough that doesn't happen in this band everybody i i don't know whether it's because we lift each other up or everybody's just naturally positive but it's just you know, we're always glad to see each other. Nobody's like t- turning the corner going, oh, these guys again. You oh know, God, it's, it's know. always, it's no always with
0: Mac and, drama. No, no. I mean,
1: we're, <laughs> on nights off on the road, we're, we're all going to dinner together. You know, nobody's like we, feeling off by themselves. So it's, it's just a really good, good situation. Yeah. Good bunch of people.
0: Now, okay, just because we road trip, right? And I mean, mm-hmm. permanent road trip. Everyone's like, "Do you have an RV?" Like, no, because we go down stupid roads that we shouldn't, you know. <laughs> and, and so, and yeah, I do. Rav four, everybody. Um, what is the worst tour vehicle that you've been in? To the best,
1: the worst tour vehicle. Oh man, we well, we had to, we we did a a string of dates. Um, no, that wasn't the worst one. I don't know. I guess the 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 worst would, would just be like a, a minivan if you had to go a long distance, but...
0: like a soccer mom's minivan. Yeah, yeah,
1: something like that. <laughs> Not even you...
0: like a like an old you know VW kind of road trip one. Right? Oh, no, those just are
1: kind of cool the... sometimes. That would those be are cool. cool. We call yeah. those
0: combis from Africa, but like, yeah, I mean, you mean soccer mom van? Yeah,
1: I mean the for for when I was with Buddy, of course, it was tour buses. And then when I did my thing, for the most part, it was, uh, you know, the good old Ford Econoline van. You know, those are
0: K-ish. You know, know. you
1: could kind of get relaxed in one of those. And then we shifted to the sprinters, and and so you had more room. You could stand up in those. And then when I get with Foghat, now it's it's we're mostly flying, so it's you know it's it's rare that we have to do any driving. So that's that's kind of that's
0: sweet. Yeah. Now, what about Europe? Are you guys going to Europe?
1: I hope so. I really do. I haven't been to Europe since I was with Buddy and uh mm. and I miss it I, I enjoyed being over there i didn't I didn't get to see everything that I wanted to see, so I'd like another another chance to get over and there and the
0: audience really appreciates this kind of music European audiences, they get it
1: all everywhere we went overseas when I was with buddy and and I traveled the world and we went to every country every every country was was so receptive and so excited and so energetic and appreciative of the music, way more so than American audiences which i which I always found strange, but I think it's because we have, as Americans, we have all that music right here, so mm. we kind of take it for granted because it's it's around us all the time, you know. And, yeah. and you know, you go to some of these other countries, and and they don't have that kind of access, so it's 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 a little more of a precious thing to them.
0: No, because you you travel a lot as a kid, right? Does it kind of feel natural for you to be a touring musician? Oh yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. If, if
1: I stay home too long, my wife will look at me like you need to you need to be on the road, don't the you?
0: <laughs> It's yeah. just like when you have like guests that you know family come to visit and it goes past the 3 day limit it's like yeah, all right exactly. starting to smell that, in yeah. the house yeah you, <laughs> you got to move <laughs> on now are you listening to any new music that people should know about like new upcoming musicians or you, you used know I, kind of in the old school or
1: I'm I'm very much an old school I mean my my record collection is is heavy in the old blues and and jazz and and Jimi Hendrix of course um, oh yeah yeah you know, I was just listening to John Lee Hooker a minute ago. So that was that was the 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 early morning coffee record this morning. Um, mm. And I know there's you know, I, I know there's a young guy, uh, uh, Kingfish mm-hmm. and the guitar player. He's great. I've heard a lot of his stuff. Um, there's some great music being made out there by young, young, younger people. And I'm glad for that because, you know, that's what means it's going to stay alive. and It's going to keep going. And that's that's all you can hope for, you know.
0: Yeah, especially for the blues, man. We want to keep yeah. that going. And is isn't Buddy's son doing some guitar work I think his
1: Buddy's Buddy's son is playing guitar. He's been I've seen him on the road with Buddy and, mm-hmm. and um you know, it's 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 good to see that, you know. I mean,
0: Yeah.
1: I, buddy gave me my start and he taught me everything yeah. I know, so uh, you know, I try to do that as much as I can for anybody else coming up behind me, so
0: yeah yeah Zakia Hooker she's been on our show actually I talked to her just a couple days ago she's getting ready to put out a new album have you listened to any of her music uh, Johnny's uh, daughter
1: yeah I've heard some of her stuff I like it. it's great
0: man she's good and she delves off the blues a little bit into country her last album had a little country roots and her husband uh, Christopher Olin Bell was a a natural four old school R&B like you know in the jackets and the whole dance routines and stuff Man, man good stuff and they do some duets and i'm like you guys like do a theater production or something you know? right because right. it just this history of music is that's what i love with the sounds of fog hat you guys have it's and it, you manage to keep these roots up, but also be fresh in the sound and i think right. that's really that's what i love about it. it's like fresh new music new time the stuff that we really love and enjoy so good stuff man I'm excited
1: thank you. thank you i am too very excited
0: well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Again, Foghat.com is the website. And as we were saying, uh, you got to go get the album again. November 10th, it is out, but you can order it now. Sonic Mojo is the name. It's one of the best uh, album names out there, as I was saying. So go mm-hmm. get it. Uh, there's all kinds of prepackaging and bundles and autograph copies and all that good stuff. And if you go to Foghat.com, check out their touring schedule. Um, coming up, Fort Myers, Florida, Laughlin, Nevada. Oh, the Edgewater Resort, I've been there. Gary, Indiana, uh, you're going to Wisconsin, San Juan Capistrano, California, Atlantic City, uh, Alberta, Canada, you're crossing the borders there. Uh, yeah. Washington State, Parker, Colorado, Solana Beach, San Diego, buddies, I'm telling you, you gotta go. And of course, we wanna give a shout out to our friends at the Lion and the Rose Bed and Breakfast. Anytime there's rock or blues or heavy metal, hard rock, they're like, we want it. So, lion-rose.com if you're going to. Asheville, North Carolina. And of course, we're BigBlendRadio.com. Thank you so much, Scott. It has been a true pleasure having you on the show.
1: Thank you, Lisa. I've enjoyed talking to you.